Hey, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the My Pursuit Podcast. My name is Mike, and I'm your host for this podcast, and uh, this is episode 19, and I can't believe, again, that we're, you know, this far into it, um, almost five months, really, when it comes down to it. Um, If this is the first episode that you're listening to, you may want to check out the introductory episode, which is on, um, you know, iTunes and Google Play and and Stitcher and all that. Um, It'll give you an idea, at least a little bit of an idea of of what we're doing, uh, because I am a... Uh, the lead pastor of a church who works full-time outside of the church. And uh, I might explain, I might talk a little bit about that today, uh, a little bit later on, about why that's what we do and and the way that we're doing it as a church. It's a little bit different arrangement, but right now I'm on my way to work. Um, It is not as early in the week as I had hoped to record this because um, early in the week uh, when, when I, you know, started the work week, um, I forgot to bring my, uh, I, I use uh, a special microphone to record this and I forgot to bring it and, um, you know, just kind of was like, oh, and, and uh, so anyway, a little bit later in the week than I would normally record the first part of the podcast, uh, but I hope you can forgive me for that. It's raining this morning and uh, driving to work in my 1998 Toyota Camry, which uh, is a car that I love. And uh, you could probably hear it at times. In fact, you could probably hear it a lot more in the earlier episodes of the podcast because it was having some real problems and uh, ones that I wasn't totally recognizing. And a few friends were telling me, man, your car is loud. So I took it in, got it fixed, and uh, oh, man, it's so much better. It drives like it's never driven before. This is awesome. Um, you know, some, some people make fun of my car, like the kids on the golf team make fun of my car. Uh, but you know, I'm going to, I'm going to drive this thing until it doesn't drive anymore. I, I love my little car. So anyway, on my way to work this morning and, um, just kind of having a lot of thoughts with my, uh, devotion this week with what happened last week. And if you didn't listen to the episode from last week, I, I'd encourage you to go back to that. That would be episode 18, which obviously is still there. Um, because last week I probably, I learned more last week than I have in quite a bit of time. Um, doing this podcast and I'm just kind of a little bit blown away by what I guess maybe I should have known that I didn't know um, kind of a pattern that I never really recognized which is the pattern that um, as I as I do this podcast and as I have people that this Holy Spirit has been calling me to minister to uh, at work or, or to you know love or to show mercy grace compassion however you want to put it um, I've been doing that toward a a certain group of people or a certain few people that the Holy Spirit has really encouraged me to do that toward. And I guess there was a part of me that was somewhat discouraged that while there's been, you know, good conversations, and I've tried to highlight those, you know, and and there's been some progress. I mean, I guess I'd basically say at best, that group of people has been blessed during the course of this podcast. Um, you know, the gr- good conversations. Uh, the, these are all people who know that I'm an advocate for them, that I care for them, that I think about them. Um, so that that's there. But while this is a group of people that, that maybe have been a little bit blessed by how I've lived, 
the group of people that's changing are the group that are witnessing that and, and the group that are, you know, even some of you who are listening to this and are sharing with me a little bit about your pursuit and saying, this has inspired me to do this. And I want you to keep in mind that the, it's quite likely that the people who will be most changed by your ministry to others are people who you're not even ministering to. Um, and, and that's what's so fascinating to me. In fact, what, what that really brings into my mind is, um, you know, when, when I think about how many kids, you know, grow up and, and leave high school and then leave the church, you know, that was always kind of, when I was a youth pastor, that was always kind of a, um, a bit of a conversation that people would have, you know, why do so many kids get out of youth group and leave the church? And, you know, there were parents and pastors that kind of had their idea, like, it's a failure of youth ministry. You have not properly, you know, told the kids about, you know, this or that or whatever. And I, I'm starting to understand more that what that is, is it's a symptom of, of parents who don't have a faith in Jesus that's caused them to change the lives of others and and their own kids haven't witnessed that and so they get to a point where they become adults and, and they're going you know what I haven't seen life change in my parents my youth pastor has been talking about changing the world and you know doing amazing things and I don't see that in the people who call themselves Christians and and uh, therefore because I'm unchanged up until this point or because I'm not seeing that change and not feeling it and, and being a, a part of it, being led to be a part of it by other adults in my life, I'm, I'm going to leave it. And that truly is what happens to so many kids when they, when they graduate high school and, and when they you know, leave home and you know, whether they head to college or off in life, they, they leave the church for many of them for a time. And... and it's a difficult thing to watch. And so what, one of the things that I really kind of believe as, as I'm thinking more about this is I'm thinking, you know, if you're a parent, your job is to minister with your family to a certain group of, of people so that your family sees you doing that, um, so that they can see how your life has been changed by that and how you really do have care and love and compassion on others. That will impact them and, and that will change how your kids grow up and, and what they choose to do as they grow up as far as their relationship with Jesus is concerned. So anyway, that's kind of on my heart. That's been on my mind as I've been going through what I've been going through this week. Um, and you know, since, since last week, of course, and I want to let you know my, my devotion for this week, I actually, and this is kind of interesting. This might be the, I'm not sure if this is the first time or not that I've done this, but I'm staying in the same devotion in life application as last week. Um, which is, uh, prayer. Um, you know, going into the book of Luke and, and looking at Jesus teaching his disciples how to pray. And remember, it's a little different. It's at least Luke quotes it differently than, um, than we find it, excuse me, in, in, uh, in the book of Matthew. And, uh, you know, and I, I'm trying to get my grips on that. And there's, there's a part of me that's really trying to think through what it means to say to God, you know, your kingdom come and your will be done, you know, um, the, the thought of on earth as it is in heaven, that, that I want my life to bring on earth um, what I dream of in heaven, you know, what I dream of the kingdom of God being, that, that I want His kingdom to come. And, and uh, especially that, that phrase and that line and that thought, and, you know, I know I'm venturing a little bit out of Luke here and into how Jesus teaches it in other parts of, of the Gospels, but um, that whole thought of, you know, your kingdom come, um, on, on earth and, and uh, 
your will be done on earth. And uh, that means saying to God, you know, not necessarily my will, not necessarily the things that, that I want and that I dream, you know. And, and that, really, that really challenges me to kind of say, you know, this is about God's dream and not about mine. And I know part of this podcast and part of this pursuit has been about that, has been about saying, you know, this, this is about God's thing and not my thing. And, and I've, I've really been trying to kind of wrestle with that and, and go with that as well. So um, that's kind of on my mind and, and on my heart to be communicating and thinking about this week. So I really, I want to spend more of this week, and I've been trying to do that the last couple of days. I've been trying to go to God in prayer more often during my day. And, and I, I fully recognize, uh, by the way, one of the things that I was thinking was, um, you know, when Paul talks about, you know, pray without ceasing. And, you know, I don't know that I, I perfectly do that. I, I am listening to the Holy Spirit more. So I do believe that I'm communicating with, with God more, even though it's not in a formal, like, you know, dear Jesus, here's the things that I have to say, amen, kind of format. Um, I, I do want to spend more time, like, actually speaking to God. Um, but I've been listening to the Holy Spirit, and I'm, I'm trying to do more of, you know, just allowing that to fill my mind at different times. And so the way I'm doing it, and, you know, maybe you have your own way for this, I actually own an Apple Watch, which is goofy, because I, I, didn't, I didn't ever see the need for one. I didn't ask for one, but I was given one for Christmas last year. So not this last Christmas, but the one before. I think it was Christmas pretty sure it was Christmas and not my birthday, but anyway, I was given one, and it's it's a super cool thing, but there was an update on it, and it started doing this thing where it tells me every so often during the day to breathe, um, which normally when I'm frustrated and when I'm, you know, super busy, I just get angry at, you know, my, my watch will kind of uh, vibrate, and I'll look at it thinking, oh, this is a message, or this is something I need to know, or like some breaking news, you know, and then I'll look at it and it says, breathe. And there's a little thing where you can push a button and it brings you through a, a relaxation breathing thing for a minute. I mean, the Apple Watch just does this. It's like a default setting. And I've never turned it off. Although more often than not, it probably like kind of frustrates me more than it actually relaxes me because I don't do it. And I just, you know, press dismiss and I, I move on with my day. I'm trying to take that as a, as a thought during my day. And I don't know how often it happens. Um, it depends on how often you dismiss it. So I don't even know what it's set for. But every time that's telling me to breathe, I'm going to take that minute to, um, to breathe. And, you know, if, if I'm in the middle of it with somebody else, I'm not going to stop that. But I'm going to come right back to it. And I'm going to take that time to pray and, and to breathe and relax and to really kind of consider what God is saying to me right now, maybe what, what God has uh, in store for me as far as planning um, and, and what he wants me to be doing. So anyway, that's kind of my life application right now. And uh, so I had a question, uh, and, and this is, you know, one of the segments of, of this podcast on my way to work is to answer a question. Had a question that was asked, and um, man, I cannot for the life of me remember the actual wording of it. So I will butcher this. Um, but the, the thought really revolved around what does it mean, um, and I know that this is, I, I should have like printed this out and read this because it was more thoughtful than, than I'll probably say it, but the thought was, uh, what does it mean to be a Christian? What, what does it really mean to be a Christian kind of in this American culture, and um, do you think that, 
American Christians are, are kind of really getting this wrong. And, uh, and I guess my answer to that is, uh, is yeah, yeah, I definitely think American Christians are getting it wrong. I, I think that everybody who calls himself a, a Christian, um, I think we all tend to go down a path that, that gets this whole thing wrong. Um, because I, I think that we tend to look at our own dreams and our own desires and our own hopes. And I think we pollute what God is trying to do with those things. And we try, we try to fit God into, into those things rather than allowing God to shape our dreams and hopes and desires. Um, rather than actually saying to God, you know, I, I want your kingdom more than I want my kingdom. I want your dreams more than I want my dreams. And I really think that that's kind of what it comes down to in American Christianity. Um, I think that American Christianity has come to a point where it, it seems like there's some trite sayings about, you know, as long as you have asked Jesus into your heart, you're a Christian. And, and that's, I mean, you guys know this, that that's not, that's not a biblical, like, phrase. That's not what Jesus necessarily said, Right. In fact, Jesus, you know, as we've talked about at church, never told us this is what you have to do to be a Christian. He often said this is what you have to do to be a disciple. And those things were, were really, um, I mean, really strong sayings when, when you look at them and very challenging sayings and things that, unfortunately, I, I worry that so many Christians just ignore and, and walk past. Um, I, I think just the thought that we you know, hope that there's salvation for us and, and that we at some point have been sorry for our sins. I, I, I think that, that Jesus does save, you know, and, and Jesus does love those people and Jesus does care for those people and invites those people in. But I think that Jesus is calling us to so much more. And this is what I really think that the American Christian church has gotten wrong is I, I think that the American Christian church has been about like, how can we be comfortable and how can we look at how we're already living and have the church encourage that and tell us, you know, how you're already living is how you're supposed to be. As, as long as you believe you're a Christian, um, you're okay. You know, and, and I, I just think that there's something really wrong with that and, and something that we really need to kind of stand up and say, you know what, it really is allowing, you know, Jesus to shape our heart and mind. I, I, I really, the more I talk about it on Sunday mornings when I talk about the Holy Spirit, I believe that so many people who consider themselves Christians um, still have no idea what it might mean to ask the Holy Spirit to, to guide their life and to actually lead their life and, and to move them forward. Um, that's been one of the biggest growth things in my life. And, and I feel like I really haven't done that in a big way. You know, I've, I've said it before and I've paid it lip service, but I haven't done it with my like daily walk. Um, and, and now is the time where I'm starting to do that over these months. I'm starting to see that more and more in, in my own walk. And I'm starting to rely on that more and use that more um, and be a part of that more. And I, I really think that many Christians, I mean, the, the best way I could put it is, is this. I think that so many Christians are missing out on the kingdom, missing out on living in the kingdom, doing what Jesus says, living the way that Jesus could have us live. And yeah, it costs us. I mean, Jesus makes it clear, you know, deny yourself, take up your cross and follow me, right? Um, in, in Luke uh, chapter 14, right, uh, where my Bible study is going um, tomorrow night, um, 
in, in Luke 14, Jesus talks about if you want to be my disciple, he says you, you have to be willing to like hate your mother and father and, and hate your family. And I know that's kind of a, the, and a terrible word, but you know, it means you have to be willing to be enemied to or against and, uh, and, and, and be against these people. And Jesus was saying to the Jewish community at the time, there's going to be people that try to pull you away from this thing, and, and you have to be willing to follow Jesus and not follow their lead. You know, um, Jesus even says, if you want to be my disciple, you need to be willing to give up everything. And, uh, and, and, and I just look at American Christianity, and I, I see so little of the American Christian church talking about what it might mean like to sacrifice more or to love Jesus more or to love those that are difficult to love more and to communicate that through our actions and, and through our everyday lives. And, and uh, you know, in, in answer to your question, I, I think the American Christian has a lot, a lot of work to do, the American Christian church, in, in order to figure out what it means to live like Jesus. I will tell you, though, that even though, you know, the political climate right now is, is really tough and there's a lot of division, I think this is going to be a time where Christians are really called to stand up and, and live like Christians and not just pay at lip service and not just say, you know, it's about my group of people being in charge now and imposing our, you know, moral code and our will upon others. I, th- this is going to be much more about whether or not uh, we're willing to live with the love of Jesus. And uh, I think that that's going to start showing up more and more. Um, and, and I think that's what we're going to start coming, that's what's going to start coming from this. So while I'm concerned for the American Christian Church, I am wondering if there are groups of people who are starting to say, we're going to live this way and we're going to live this out and we're going to see what it means. And that's my encouragement for you is to find out how, how can you live this out? How, how, can, how can we, you know, move forward with this and, uh, and be people who not only live this out and have a ministry to others, but have a ministry for others, right? A ministry that other people can see and, and might say, I want to be a part of something like that. I want to live that way. Um, so anyway, that's, that's what I have for you guys this morning. And I'm excited to share with you at the end of the week what, uh, what's already sort of been going on this week and what um, I, I believe is going to happen through the rest of the week. So I just want to encourage you guys, spend some time in prayer. Think about what God is calling you to do as a disciple, um, whether or not you've really asked the Holy Spirit in to lead you where you are. Um, I, I would encourage you to do that. And, um, you know, as I pull into work here, I, I just want to, again, thank you guys for listening to this and, and let you know I, I love you and I'm thinking about you and I'm reading your emails and I, I love to read your emails and questions and stories. Keep them coming. Send them to mypursuit at outlook.com. And uh, have, have a great week. I mean, you guys, I'm, I'll, I'll be right back, but not for me, for, for you. Like, I'll, I'm, I'm not going anywhere for you. So just keep listening. I'll be back, uh, but I'll talk to you guys later this week. Thanks, guys. Hey guys, I'm back and um, on my way home on Saturday night, it's raining just like it has been for the last few days, uh, except yesterday. Yesterday was awesome. It was a beautiful day. Any, anyway, um, hey, I'm glad you guys are with me and I don't know if you ever have this experience, but do you ever get in the car to go home on your way home and then realize, oh, I haven't even thought about what I'm going to say on my podcast as I drive home? You ever have that experience? <laughs> I, I guess it's, it's maybe 
unique to me this week uh, because I, I've been, uh, man, I was slammed today um, just doing a, a million things I was working on. Didn't have as much time to think about what I would say once, you know, I pressed the record button. So here I am driving. And, you know, I do have a couple things I really want to uh, mention, a couple things I want to talk about, a couple things that um, I guess I'm curious about. Um, and so here, here's what's kind of going on in my mind is this week I've been trying to spend more time um, in, in prayer and not, not just more time. I guess that's probably the wrong way to say it. I'm trying to uh, be more mindful of prayer. I'm trying to um, go to prayer more often for more reasons uh, to see what the impact of that is. And um, I, I guess one of the questions I have for you is what... I, and I really don't know. I mean, I don't. For a lot of people, I don't know this, and I guess I've never really thought this out for myself. But the question is, what triggers you to pray? Like, what is it that makes you go, "Okay, now it's time to pray"? Is it um, a time of day? Is it like, "Hey, it's daily prayer time"? Is it um, when like something really bad happens and like that's the first thing that you think of, or? You know, does something bad happen and then you spend a while trying to fix it and freaking out and dealing with it and then you go, oh, I forgot to pray and then you feel guilty and then you start praying? Um, is it like, you know, it's, it's I, I feel guilty that it's been so long and I start, and I start praying? Is it that um, you wait until you see somebody else's emotions and that causes you to pray? Is it just something uh, that, that triggers that? Is it a mention of something, you know? And, and certainly, I guess, in my past, there's been a lot of times where prayer came from what time of day it was, you know. Um, I tried to, for a long time in my life, pray first thing when I woke up, last thing before I went to sleep. And I don't, I don't know if that is something that you've ever tried to do. And I, I kind of romanticize that, you know. It'd be great if God was the first thing that was on my mind when I, you know, woke up in the morning and the last thing I thought about when I went to sleep. But, I mean, it obviously doesn't actually work. I mean, sometimes, you know, you fall asleep while you're praying. I've done that plenty of times. Um, but other times you, you, you're done praying and then like, now what do I think about, you know, (laughs) do I turn on some music or a show or, you know, do I just daydream until I fall asleep? You know, what counting sheep or whatever. Um, but what is it that causes you to pray? And, And I think that this is a really good question. In fact, this has been a big question for me this week. I told you guys, um, that, at the beginning of the week, even though I didn't record my on the way to work at the very, very beginning of the week, um, from the beginning of the week, what, one thing that I was trying to do was, um, you know, just just go to prayer, like allow myself to be reminded into prayer more. And I let my um, Apple Watch do that. And I know it's goofy that I have an Apple Watch. I, I don't use it for all it's worth. Um, you know, <laughs> I'm terrible at using it, I'm sure. But... That, that's kind of a cool feature that several times a day it tells me to breathe and I I haven't even found the setting that allows me to change that and I'm sure that it would be easy to find I've just never looked for it because I've always thought maybe it would be a good thing to like actually take some time and breathe and relax um, but I've been using that to guide me into prayer during this week so about I don't know three or four times a day and I don't always hit, by the way, when it tells you to breathe, for those of you who don't have one of these, and I know most don't, um, when it tells you to breathe, there's a thing that you can push on it where you say, like, to go, and it, like, guides you through a breathing exercise for a minute. 
And sometimes I do that while I pray, although focusing on breathing while I'm praying is something that distracts me from prayer. So I've just allowed that, like the alert to cause me to pray. And it's interesting when there's a random thing like that that causes you to pray. In fact, I don't even know how often that's spaced apart that it does that. Um, But when something random reminds you to pray, then all of a sudden my mind goes searching for what do I pray for now? At least in the beginning of the week, there was a big uh, time of searching. Like, what do I pray for now? Who should I pray for? Uh, What am I thinking about? What's on my mind right now? And looking for what to pray for. Later on in the week, um, especially today when that would happen, I knew exactly who I was going to pray for. Um, in fact, here, here's what I'll tell you. The random reminder of prayer that the, that the watch has brought me has caused me very much in a very powerful way to uh, focus on specific people and specific needs that they have. I know a couple people who this week are, are struggling or hurting or going through stressful times. And that's the first place I'm going to in prayer is just to lift them up. Now, again, I don't, I don't know that I have this expectation of exactly what God is going to do when I pray, if he's going to change everything for them. I'm just going to God in faith saying, you know, here's something I'm praying for and here's somebody I'm thinking about. It, it went from being very haphazard at the beginning of the week, searching for these people to pray about, to at the end of the week being far more focused in that these are the people that specifically I need to lift up right now. And um, what it caused me to do today, and this is the random part about it, and I'll, I'll get to like some of the other structured parts in, in a moment. Um, what that caused me to do was focus on a, a couple individual people that I really am praying for this week and, and spent more time praying it. Um, so th- this, uh, this afternoon, um, I realized that there was a person that I've been praying for who um, today, well, actually last night, was supposed to have a big answer to whether or not his cancer was going into remission or, or what was going on with him. And uh, so... I've been praying for that, and I was sure I was going to hear from him today. So in my two earliest reminders from my phone to, or from my watch to breathe, I immediately prayed for him and wondered, when am I going to hear from you today? And then at the, the, the last reminder of the day was, um, you know, not too long before I left work. So it wasn't too long ago where that hit me again. Like I, I need to be, um, I need to be praying for my friend. And what it caused me to do was it caused me to say, you know, I haven't heard from him today. I won't be into work tomorrow. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pick up the phone. And I'm going to call my friend and tell him, Hey, I'm concerned about you. I want to know how you're doing. I want to know what's going on with you. I left a message for him. And, uh, and about half an hour later, he called me back to fill me in completely on what was going on in his mind. And FYI, not because of my prayer. I don't believe that it's because of my prayer. Um, although, I mean, my prayer certainly didn't hurt, right? Um, he was able to tell me that um, there's no sign. Every test came back negative in the good way, negative, right? Um, every test came back negative, and he's officially cancer-free, um, which was just fantastic news to, to hear from him. And what I was really hoping was that I was, I was honoring him by calling him and remembering that this is something he was going through today, you know, probably the biggest thing going on in a long time for him. And um, I think it meant something that, that, that I called him. Um, but anyway, that's, that's kind of what the, the structured prayer kind of thing, or the, the random prayer kind of thing did. Um, then there was the structured prayer 
thing where what I try to do every night uh, this week was right when I got into bed. Um, I tried to remember, you know, this is the time to pray and I'm just going to kind of lift up the day. Um, what that did, even though I didn't, um, I didn't make this commitment that every morning I would wake up and the first thing I would do is pray. Um, and by the way, for me, that's really the wrong thing for me to do. Um, at least the way that I wake up because it's just so meaningless. I'm not, I'm not quite awake enough. And even when I try to rouse myself into being okay with it, it's just like, I need to wait until a little bit later to pray than right when I wake up, by the way, just that's, that's there. Um, but then going, going to sleep and, but you know, when I lay down and I, and I start praying before I go, before I, you know, get in the mode of trying to fall asleep, um, that was a more structured prayer. And that got me to thinking more about what was going on during this day and what's been going on during the week. And it helped me to focus on what could I be doing tomorrow? What would I like to be praying about tomorrow night? What would I like to be like thanking God for tomorrow night? Well, you know, and, and so a lot of that was on my mind. And, and that was what the structured prayer really brought to me. And then what I tried to do as well, um, in addition to the random prayer and the structured prayer, I, I was trying to this week be a little bit more, um, oh, what's the word, like cognizant, uh, thoughtful about um, allowing what other people what other people were saying to cause me to pray for them um, and, and to remind me to pray for somebody else. So I was trying to just kind of keep God a little bit more in the front of my mind, I guess is, is the best way to put that, which has been, you know, something I've been trying to do during this pursuit anyway, as I've been trying to listen to the Holy Spirit. But this time I was trying to actually speak to the Holy Spirit or speak to Jesus or, or speak, you know, to God while I'm, I'm, I'm listening to the Holy Spirit. And that's something that I was doing a, a little bit more this week than I have been. And I'll tell you what, that caused me to be more thoughtful and mindful of the people that were like most immediately around me. And that was a powerful thing too, because then I started to, you know, take into my consideration um, what was going on spiritually with them, what might be going on spiritually with them. How could I think about them in in a godly way rather than to, you know, be... um, you know, think of them in just a business type way, you know, especially when I'm at work and I'm thinking about them as a, as a customer or a coworker or, you know, or, or even just a friend that I'm thinking about, I wonder what's going on with them spiritually. And that's what that caused me to do. And I was just trying to allow anything that would, um, that would sound spiritual to me to kind of drive me into more of a mode of prayer. And so I was, I did that a little bit this week. And what that really did cause me to do is it caused me to feel this week more in tune with what God might be doing in the lives of other people. And I don't know how often that's something that's on your mind is, you know, what is God doing in this person's life? What is God doing in my child's life, in my spouse's life, in my co-worker's life? Um, but, but it also kind of drove me to... Um, I, I don't know, just to just to ask more questions about those people, to kind of probe more into them, to get to know a, a little bit more from them. And uh, and that was rewarding as well this week. So um, I'd have to say overall this week, this, uh, this was a really kind of cool experiment, this experiment of prayer. And it's something that I don't want to stop this week. It's something that I want to refine and continue on. So I'm not necessarily saying that next week, um, you know, my my life application is going to be prayer again, but I really do want to experience that a a little bit more. Um, 
Then on top of all that, another cool thing that's going on this week, and something that I'll let you know because this might actually uh, affect the schedule of um, of the My Pursuit podcast for the next week. Um, this coming week, I'm actually I've found the ability and and the time to be able to get away for four consecutive days and. I'm, I'm amazed that this happened. I had to wheel and deal with friends and I had a coworker who, you know, really was kind of inquisitive on, you know, why, why are you taking this time? What are you going to do? You're going to a, and, and I'm going to, um, I'm, I'm going to a, a lake house, um, that's, that's owned by a family member where I get to go and just kind of be quiet for four days. And I'm going to bring my Kindle and I'm going to bring, you know, something to write with and write on. And I'm going to bring my, my guitar and that's what I'm going to do for four days is read, write, you know, play some music and, and relax and just spend some time with God that way and spend some time, you know, resting from all the busyness that's been going on and resting because I know that there's busyness coming up and I know there's a lot coming up in my life. So anyway, I'm going to be doing that at the end of this coming week, which may or may not affect the, um, the upload or like the availability of my next uh, episode, but uh, you know, fear not, there will be a twentieth episode um, in, unless uh, the great Seattle earthquake happens or, or whatever. It, it's coming. It just not. It might be a, a day or two late or something like that. So, anyway, that's a really cool and exciting thing that's that's coming up as well. So, um, I don't have a whole lot more to say right now, even though I wish I did. Um, but you know what? Things are going great. I, I would encourage you, wherever you're at, to um, really think through what triggers you to pray. Are, are you triggered because of the crisis? Are you triggered because of guilt? Are you triggered because of habit? And how can you make your prayer life more of a conversation with God that's a meaningful part of your relationship with God? And that's really what I've been trying to accomplish this week. And I'm excited about what that's doing uh, in my life this week and what it's kind of done in my mindfulness of others um, as well. So that's where things are this week. I would love to get some great questions from you, um, especially as I go into a few days of relaxing and, and resting at the end of this week. So if you have any questions, feel free to um, email them to me at mypursuit at outlook.com. I would love to respond to, uh, to more questions. Don't make me go into the spontaneous Asian questions, right? Um, although some of them are real good lately. So anyway, um, thank you guys for listening to this. I'm thrilled that you are. I'm thrilled about what's going on and what God's doing in my life and, and my pursuit. I'm so excited about where that's taking me, and I really hope that it continues to take Uh, so many of you to what it sounds like really encouraging, exciting places. So uh, be thoughtful, be mindful about what God is doing in your life and, and what God is directing you to and what he's saying to you. But anyway, thank you guys for listening. Love you guys. And uh, we'll talk to you next week.